God bless everybody. This is Henry Williams. I am here to offer you some words of encouragement. I would like to take this time to do a video on the healing service. I love all the different kinds of services we have. We can, uh, with a press of a button, we can actually um, call in a meal. We can request a ride. We can order uh, packages uh, of wonderful service and we can rate the service. Nevertheless, uh, the Hebrew and Greek meaning for service is actually ministry. Uh, and the one who is doing the service is a minister. Uh, I am honored that God will count people like us worthy to be called to his service, his ministry. Uh, and the, it's the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry of bringing people back to God, to bring them back to an understanding of God, a um, hmm, a a view of God, a perspective of God, unifying God and man. And this is a ministry that's going to go on until we all come to the knowledge of Him, till we all grow up in the statue of Him, till we all grow in the unity of Him. This have not been accomplished yet. Um, the need and the supply have not been satisfied. There's still a demand and there's still uh, some that getting training so they can meet the demand. And then there's a lot of supply in heaven that a lot of people don't know they can demand of God to get. Our God is an ever-present help in a time of trouble and he wished to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. This service I want to talk to you about is God's healing service. Healing, as we know, is a term for making well to uh, clear a person of all physical, emotional, mental impairments. Through the life of Jesus, he functioned in ministry of healing. He it was his compassion that moved on him to heal. Uh, he didn't care what day it was, if it was a man, a woman, a boy, a girl. If there was a believer of uh, the, the God of Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, or if they were a Gentile. Excuse me, I had a big yawn. He was willing to heal. Not only heal, but he was willing to cast out devils. Ah, you know, I used to be afraid of exorcists, uh, watching previews of the exorcist, the movie, and I thought it was a real, real, real suicide mission that, you know, the devil don't have that, that have more power than God or on the same level as God. There's, <laughs> there's a picture circulating of that Jesus and the devil arm wrestling. There is, they are not on the same level. God is the creator. Everything was made by God for God. Uh, and the original take, the original intent for Satan was to be a minister, uh, an angel of, of music before God, that when he played, everyone worshiped him. So you're telling me that God, the creator, is on the same level of a, of, of a, of a musician? <laughs> Come on, come on, wake up, wake up. So 
the, the, the fear comes from ignorance. And we know that ignorance uh, causes us to uh, not know who we are or what we call to do. And fear will make us forget who we are and who God is. So today, my encouragement, my dear precious saints, is we must understand that God and the devil is not on the same level. And God has crushed Satan bruised uh, so hard that he bruised his heel. We understand that because Jesus bruising was even purposeful. It brought our healing. He was taking on a punishment that we deserved. The Bible says he who knew no sin became sin. He took that to bring our healing. So he has seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And then Romans 16, 20 says the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet. And 1 John 4, 4 says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. So with that great news, let me move on. With exorcisms, casting out devils, yes, it can be a very tiring job. Yes, I have cast out unclean spirits. Yes, I know that it's not because of me. It's not because of my power. It's because of Jesus, the name that's above every name. But nevertheless, I have been through my own personal walk because I wasn't no clean person, purified and Holy Ghost filled coming to God. I had holes in me, wounds in me, trauma in me, issues in me that I was that that um, I was either born into or I was exposed to. And so that gave the enemy a legal right. Some of you will always have a mouse in your house until you patch up the hole. You can buy traps and, and put bait out and hope the mouse get on it. Uh, you know, you can uh, put the traps out to catch the snakes or the scorpions. But what if you patch up the holes where they coming in? You won't have them no more. Likewise, God made us a living soul. We are spirit, soul, and body. Our spirit can be wounded. It depends on who we put our spirit in the, in the hands of. But our spirit is the one dimension of us that God desired to regenerate. Because he's the, the Lord of all spirits. Um, and he desired to clean out, purge, and use our bodies for his glory. That's why the Bible says he's the God of all flesh. And then our soul, which made it, made it up our emotions, our intellect, and our will. He desired, he desired to heal our soul. And kick out anything that's living in it. Living in it. That's not God. All right. Some people hear voices. Some people um, been through so much hurt. It feel like their soul really broke. Their soul was ripped like a piece of paper. And honestly, uh, we could learn to live in that pain. We could learn how to uh, simply uh, live broken. Live. <laughs> you ever saw a deer or a? a, a, a 
with a, with a broken leg hopping. It still know how to make it, but it's not able to function. Whenever, uh, when I had some back issues or whatever, I went to a chiropractor and for them to heal me or to fix my issue, they had to crack, bend, stretch, and it was quite uncomfortable. And that's the same thing God desired to bring in our life in order to heal us. It won't feel comfortable. He desired to send his ministers of healing. And yes, sometimes you got to uh, take authority and cast out anything that's trying to hinder that person from being healed or anything the enemy is using through a human agent to hinder you from getting healed. But it takes a willingness of that patient and it takes their commitment, oh my God, to the healing process. It's a commitment. So as a born again believer and during this time, of a pandemic, I'm praying divine healers to come forward. Jesus raised up healers. And I pray that this podcast will be a great training tool of basic instructions for it up for you uh, and me to keep it simple, but keep it going. Number one, as a minister that's desired to bring a minister of reconciliation in 2 Corinthians 5, number one, we have to have our personal experience with the healer. We must depend on the healer. We must have faith in the healer. We must believe everything that Jesus has ever done, everything that God has ever done in the Old Testament is accurate and applicable to today. I know we are living in a land of mental health issues, um, a psychology is, is increasing with new resources, new resources and articles. We have uh, medication, pharmacies that are increasing with new um, prescription, but the Bible is sufficient. It has people that were mentally ill, people who were outcasts, people who were terminally sick, were healed by God. And God says, you are my hands. You are part of my body. And if you believe in my name, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall be healed. As a divine healer, uh, we, as a minister of reconciliation, let me call it that. I pray in Jesus' name that the activation of the gifts of healing will be in you in Jesus' name. To flow through you. Your intimate time with God is necessary as a minister of reconciliation. Because you have to overcome your own fears. You have to overcome your own doubts. Sometimes we got to rehearse the scriptures, rehearse the scriptures, rehearse the scriptures. Let the word live in uh, my, 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 my. Let the word live in our heart. That no matter what comes our way, we won't be afraid of cancer. We won't be afraid of uh corona. We won't be afraid of um, any plagues. There was a man of God who uh, was burying dead people during an outbreak in Africa. And they said, are you scared? He said, if that disease touched me, it will die. Because Romans 8 says that I am free from the law of sin and death. Because of the law of Christ, I'm free from the law of sin and death. God gave him that wisdom. God gave him that faith to carry that out. Let us understand what level of faith God calling us to walk in and what level of obedience God calling us to walk in. Some function and gifts of healing a mental illness. They may not 
you know, that's maybe what God called you to do. You may be called to be a minister of reconciliation of youth. You may be called to be a reconciliation, a minister of reconciliation for um, marriage. You may be a minister of reconciliation for uh, physical healing. That's when we get into gifts and miracles. But all of the categories of reconciliation have to bring a level of healing. Healing can come through words. Yes, healing comes through words. Healing can come through touch. Healing can come just from being in an atmosphere with you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Some people honestly uh, need a good laugh. And some people were gifted <laughs> with, with, with the gift of laughter. That boosts the immune system. <laughs> oh my God. Some with this, the, 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 the intimacy you have with God. Just with people being around you. They begin to go through therapeutic cleansing where they begin to cry and open up and, and they feel better after talking to you. As a minister of reconciliation, let your light so shine. Let the light of God be upon you. Let the glory, the kabod of God rest on you like it did Moses. That when he came down from the mountain, the light of God shone on him. Hallelujah. Jesus, I thank you. Glory, I praise you. So as a minister, we got to have our own personal devotion. We have to train our minds. We have to train. You know, the Bible says you got to strengthen your innermost man. Your inner man have to be more powerful than your natural man. When um, a bus driver stopped in the middle of the road because a young lady collapsed, it was night. I couldn't, didn't hear it. I just heard an officer say, there's a dig, there's an unconscious girl in the street. Two of the the nurses that caught the bus with me in Owens Mills, Maryland, uh, years ago, I was listening to Sater Off. Uh, and when I heard it, my I automatically stood up without thinking and I went out with them. I received so much words of encouragement. I was doing a lot of fasting during that time. And because of that, glory, hallelujah, my inner man responded to a need my God, because the earth had a supply. This girl was dead. I know it because the um, nurses that was on the bus with me checked her pulse and said, there's no pulse. I put my hand on her and said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke death and I command you to come to life. And she breathed <gasps> and screamed like, what is going on? By then, the paramedics came and I went in the bus because I did not want to be a guinea pig or a spearmint. <laughs> I had to get to church. Something amazing. I had to go and tell the saints what God had done. And I was so happy to be a part of it. A minister must understand that they're doing it for God's fame, not for theirs. And also a minister must understand a reconciliation that... Uh, We cannot force it. We have to tablespoon. We can't waste the medicine all over their cheeks and all over their shirt. We got to table feed them. <coughs> and often, <coughs> excuse me. Thank you. I received that blessing. 
we have to also, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Thank you. I received that blessing in Jesus' name. Let me go for a little commercial. I'll be right back. <coughs> All right. So, as a healer, <coughs> oh, bless me. Thank you. I receive it. As a healer, as a minister of reconciliation. God is sending us to people that are hurt. Hurt people hurt people. They'll manifest anger. They'll manifest, you know, rage. They'll use words to abuse you. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt children. Sometimes children, you know, you may think, okay, I can cast out the devil out of my son. But why I keep coming back? Because it's a heart issue. We have to know how to follow God who knows the heart to reveal what is the um, roots. You know, sometimes we got to depend on God and, and the gift of discernment. Well, the gift of discernment is good to discern if a person operating under their emotions or un operating underneath their spirit or demonic spirit or the, or the, or the flesh. But the word of knowledge will come in handy because it will reveal the current state of a person. So as a minister of reconciliation, I pray that you will become more intimate about the word of knowledge. The word of knowledge has been very... It, it, I could say the word of knowledge is like the success behind my, my ministry, my evangelism ministry. Because I don't know what's, what's going on with these people. I don't know what, what's on their mind. I don't. But what I do know is that uh, God revealed to me what's, what they know so that the fear of God can come upon them and they can know that God is real. They ask, how do you know all that stuff? It's not me. It's God. He is real. One person thought I was a psychic. No, I am not no psychic. I am a prophet. God said that I want my spirit to fall upon all flesh in the last days and men and women will prophesy. My, your sons and daughters will prophesy. And yes, some of, us, some of us are called to the office of the prophet. But even being called to the office of the prophet don't mean that we will prophesy all day and all night because there's a such thing as a gift of prophecy. Hallelujah. So, um, as a minister of reconciliation, far as far as in um, healing, we must also be prepared to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Understand that if you're dealing with a person who has schizophrenia, mental illness, if they're suffering from abuse, uh, they may buck up against you. They may not like it. You got to understand, you can't receive that anger uh, like it's towards you. It's, it, it, most of it started before you. I did foster care for years. A lot of the uh, anger or the rebellion that the kids was doing wasn't because of me. It was because of what I represented. It was because of uh, 
they didn't know how to manage their feelings. So, in other words, you have to guard your heart with all diligence. Unfortunately, a lot of healers has become bitter. My God, a lot of people who was called to the work of healing and delivering became worn out. I mean, Moses got to a point where he just went off. And and, and, and honestly, thank God for grace, because sometimes we went off on them. And they don't that don't mean we have to we can't put our foot down. It simply means we have to be mindful that you can bring them to the well, but they have to decide to drink it themselves. So it requires patience. Anything else about being a healer? Oh, and yes, there may be times God may discern certain memories. He may expose certain memories to you that you didn't know. And as 1 Corinthians 13 says, we must practice patience and love. You know, God revealed to me sometimes the best work requires the most work. And uh, we cannot set a judgment and saying that, oh, you should be over it by now. We don't know how deeply it affected the core of that person. So renewing the mind, I wish it was a, a one shoe that fit all. But that if it was, then we wouldn't lead. We wouldn't put our faith and depend on God to help. We would follow this rule, follow that rule. But we have to depend on God. What worked for others we can't say it's going to work for everyone. We have to be uh, sensitive to God. And we also have to be a learner. A learner. Some things are personalities that have to be regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Some things are that take more teaching, you know, instructions of living. Um, and I know that God himself, he will in all of his glory help you and I to heal the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. This is just part one and I hope you stick around to stand to, to, to listen to part two and part three. God bless.